This episode has strong language that's not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Coming at you live from the Durag Dungeon, I'm your host, Dad Boy Coop, back with another regular-ass episode of the Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired. This episode is brought to you by Fingernail Dirt and Collard Green Pot Liquor. Subscribe to the Rats Telegents Anywhere podcast or download it. Follow on the ride and Karen Dodge will leave a nice five-star review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, and I'll read it on the show. Leave an email on carolinakidpodcastrewired at gmail.com. Also, leave me a voice message and donate on anchor.fm slash D-A-T-B-O-Y-C-O-O-T. That's anchor.fm slash datboycoop. What's up, niggas? We are finally back. It has been... Man, I... <laughs> I was... It's so bad that I was trying to, like, release an episode maybe, like, a month ago. And I was like, damn, I'm slipping. Man, so much has happened since then. I may have hinted at a few things in that Kendrick Lamar review. Because that Kendrick Lamar review, I believe, was... I don't remember what day that shit was. It was a while ago. Okay? (laughs) I was trying to review other shit. I was trying to do Kendrick. I was trying to do so many things at once. trying to do bonus episodes. Nigga just ain't had time. Nick just has not had the time. Nick, a lot of things have happened, and you will understand why when I talk about all this shit. I have a lot of personal shit on this episode, and uh, I'm fuck it. Let's just go and get into it. So, um, your boy got engaged. Okay, um, I am a fiance now. Uh, with one e, you know, uh, two e is 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 my fiance, which uh is Nikki. Um. Y'all have heard her on this show before. Um, I've even been a guest on her show, too. Um, please go check it out. It's the Venus of September podcast. She hasn't done an episode in a little while. But, hey, our last episode was us getting engaged. So, there's that. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about, like, the whole process that I went through with getting engaged. So, it was... I tried to be as spontaneous as I could, right, with it and try not to, like, give away anything and try to make sure that, like, hey, she doesn't know what's going on, dot, 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 and I succeeded. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it's kind of, I ain't gonna lie, it's kind of tough. She's <laughs> kind of hard. But, um, yeah, like, throughout this entire um, experience of getting engaged, it was absolutely the most exciting thing I've ever had, like, 
in my life ever happened in my entire life um so basically we went to the grand bohemian hotel in charlotte um and she did not know anything like literally i just told her to pack a spend of the night spend a night bag she she didn't know what that shit had to do with anything but um we ended up going to the nicest hotel i had ever been in and as the grand bohemian hotel in charlotte i think <laughs> it is a four-star hotel that looks like a five-star hotel um you know when you reach like a different level where you're like hey my hotel looks like a museum that's the type of shit <laughs> that you know hey man it's beautiful like we had um dinner at um at at, at the restaurant that was actually in that hotel um it was first time i've had a moosh boosh with my dinner we drank a whole bottle of wine we you know we had a beautiful great just really really nice dinner and um after that you know we kind of checked out the rooftop bar i think that's called miko if i'm not mistaken um yeah but there's a rooftop bar there very like professional like it's people that's making at least <laughs> 75k or more a year in that motherfucker but <laughs> um we we went there because i was like trying to propose like at the rooftop bar i was like oh i could do it on the rooftop then I found out it was like a shit ton of people. And I was like, I don't want to do this publicly. I'm trying to make it as private as I can. So what I ended up doing, because I tried to do it in the restaurant too. And I was like, it's a shit ton of people in here. And I was like, oh, there's private dining, but you're going to have to pay way more for that. And I was like, fuck. But I was like, fuck it. Let's do it. You know, I, I didn't realize how the private dining went. So it was a little too late for me on that. But, um, you know, I was like, fuck it. Let's let's do it on. the. I'm, I'm going to do it on the way back to our room. So we get off the elevator. We're on our way back to the room. I hop on one knee and she's like, oh, my gosh. And of course, she says, yes. So, um, yeah, like it was an amazing time. It's something that I never talked about on podcast yet. And I have been engaged. I've been engaged now like two months <laughs> you know you know almost two months been engaged so um it is absolutely nuts um and now we are planning for a wedding so yeah <laughs> um there's another thing that happened in the time that i've been gone your boy caught covid you know, a nigga got COVID, and um, that was a motherfucking bitch, <laughs> okay? When I tell you a motherfucker and a bitch had a baby and called itself a motherfucking bitch, that is COVID, okay? So, I'm glad that I had a version of COVID that was relatively mild, right? So, the version of COVID that I had, I could not stop throwing up. I was very sick. And pretty much I had to get like on Pedialyte instantly. Right. And I mean, it was so bad that that night that I was I tested positive for COVID. I could not eat any food until about the one o'clock the next morning. And I ate chicken salad. Yep. Starkish chicken salad. Um, I guess in that moment it tasted wonderful. But after that, I was like, this is disgusting. I don't ever want it again. But Nikki's like, it's not that bad. I'm like, nah, it's bad now because it makes me think of COVID. Uh, <laughs> but 
that first night, I really thought I was going to die. That shit was so bad. It was it was like, you know, when you have like really bad flu and you're like, damn, I can't keep nothing down. Man, I'm scared I'm going to die because I can't hold my fluids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's like that. But um, afterwards, it, it was like I was not nauseous anymore. I would just have a headache and I would be like really like coughing hard as shit. I would be coughing so hard, especially when I sneezed. When I sneezed, I think it hurt more. When I sneezed, I hurt so bad that my body like went into shock for a little bit and it felt like a burning sensation in my lungs. It was like setting a match on fire inside my body. That shit was painful as fuck. Okay. But it was weird. Like it turned around so quick. Like by the time. Okay. So I was tested. I tested positive with COVID Thursday. It was on, on a Thursday. By that Tuesday, I was pretty much good. I think I tested negative on by that Tuesday as well. Um, that's how fast it went. But it hits like a motherfucking tornado. Oh, my gosh. I still think it's not worse than um, the worst illness I've ever had and had to come back from was pneumonia. Um, a community acquired pneumonia. And <laughs> that motherfucker. Ooh. So I was at my cousin's graduation party for high school and somehow I got it there. And that was one of the roughest. When I tell you one of the roughest, I had a fever of 103. They had put me on Tylenol with codeine. I was sitting in that waiting room waiting for a doctor. I was like, doctor, please come and motherfucker die. And it seemed like that motherfucker was taking all year to get here. And my breathing was never the same after that, right? It's weird, like, those effects that people have from COVID, I felt like I had from pneumonia. And I felt like pneumonia prepared me for at least this diet COVID. Because this shit, this shit ain't really like the COVID that niggas was dying left and right from. This is a, is a milder strand, and it's not, it's not, like, as deadly as before. But this motherfucker still packs punch. Don't, don't get me wrong. If this is diet COVID, I don't ever want... I don't ever want the regular with the cola. I, I don't want the cola regular. I, I will take my diet do please of, of this damn disease. Okay. So, um, in, 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 in that being said, I'm back and all this shit is finally <laughs> coming to form. I can finally talk about it. I'm here now. But this shit going on in the world that makes me want to just slap a nigga in the face. So, without further ado, let's go. Uh, courtesy of New York Times. I'm really not liking this article. I really don't want to read this shit. But here we go. Thousands protest end of constitutional right of abortion. Damn it. <laughs> damn you. Damn you, New York Times. With your paywalls. Hold up, y'all. Let me let me find another article. Fuck it. We are doing NPR and we um we live in this bitch. The biggest change to abortion rights in the United States in nearly half a century is here. The court has done what it has never done before. Expressly take away a constitutional right that is so fundamental to so many Americans that had already been recognized. 
President Biden reacting to today's Supreme Court ruling in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, a ruling that overturned the landmark Roe v. Wade decision and ends the constitutional right to an abortion. On the program today, we will bring you voices from across the spectrum in the abortion debate and context on the stakes. Let's start with reaction from national leaders. Many Democrats, in addition to the president, are decrying the decision, including House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. It's a slap in the face to women about using their own judgment to make their own decisions about their reproductive freedom. And Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Today is one of the darkest days our country has ever seen. Hundreds of protesters gathered outside the Supreme Court to express outrage and sadness. Poppy Luthan was in town from Seattle for a conference and walked over to the court. Their job is to, is to give liberty for everyone and they've taken away our liberties. And I'm overcome. I'm just overcome with grief. Another woman who chose not to give her name for privacy reasons spoke about her own abortion. There were so many women who helped me get an abortion when I was desperate and needed it. Um, and I want to make sure that all those women in the U.S. who are in this situation now know that they can reach out and that there are networks that will help them. More demonstrations to protest and to celebrate are planned from coast to coast. And coast to coast, the effects of the ruling were almost immediate. In some states, trigger laws that ban abortion went into effect within hours of the court's announcement. NPR legal affairs correspondent Nina Totenberg reports. We hold that the Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. With those words, Justice Samuel Alito, writing for the court majority, said the Supreme Court's repeated decisions reaffirming a woman's right to abortion must be overruled. The reason, he said, was that they were egregiously wrong, damaging, and an abuse of judicial authority. As to what standard the court should apply in the event a state law is challenged, he said, any state regulation is presumptively valid and must be upheld. Attorney General Merrick Garland, however, said in a statement that FDA-approved pills that induce abortion may not be banned. The court's vote was 6-3 to three or 5-4, to four, depending on how you look at it. All five of the court's conservatives signed on to the opinion, except Chief Justice John Roberts. He wrote separately, saying that while he agreed that the reasoning in Roe was wrong, the court's other decisions upholding the right to abortion did not merit reversal. He would have upheld Mississippi's law banning abortion after 15 weeks, thus preserving the right to get an abortion for more than three months, while at the same time avoiding what he called a serious jolt to the legal system. All the justices in the majority were appointed by Republican presidents, the dissenters appointed by Democratic presidents. The court's three liberals, Justices Breyer, Kagan, and Sotomayor, filed a lengthy joint dissent saying that the court's ruling means that from the very moment of fertilization, a woman has no right to speak of. A state can force her to bring a pregnancy to term even at the steepest personal and familial costs. Young women today will come of age, they said, with fewer rights than their mothers and grandmothers. 
with sorrow for this court, but more for many millions of American women who have today lost a fundamental right, we dissent. The practical effect of today's decision is that abortion will not be available in large swaths of the country. And as University of Michigan law professor Leah Littman observes, the court's decision also opens the possibility of a national ban on abortions at some time in the future. The next time the Republican- Whoa, 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 what? I was listening very hard. And then that last part came and said, hey, you know what? It's not even going to have to be led up to the states anymore. It's going to be a nationwide ban. What? Y'all are making decisions for women and you're not a woman yourself? A lot of you, a lot of the ones that oppose are typically, typically not women. But the ones that are, they are so out of touch and they're in the dark ages. Bro, I'm just like, why are y'all telling people what to do with their bodies? That was the freedom of being able to choose. People can disagree, but that freedom to choose has so many connotations with it. Like, what if there's someone who was raped and they got pregnant? Sexual assault, incest. There's so many things. This is crazy. But for my state, um, who has a Democratic governor, um, Roy Cooper, sign an executive order into into law uh, or sign an executive order stating that... Um, Abortion is still legal and people who come from other states won't or not necessarily legal. We'll say decriminalize. That's what they use decriminalize. Right. So legal. But people who come from other states to get abortions, it's also decriminalized for them as well. Because let's be real. South Carolina going to do that shit. Tennessee going to do that shit. They going to all be like, eh, we're going to strike it down. But North Carolina is a growing liberal state. Like, it's growing in its liberalness because there's a lot of people moving from different states here, people moving from New York, people moving from California here. So um, it is bluer than it was before. And um, a lot of things, it's weird because one election could fuck everything up, honestly, here. It's a very purple state. Um, So it can kind of go in either way. So I'm glad that... You know, um, Roy Cooper did that executive order immediately because he was like, nope, not going to get nobody on no chances. Because if I don't get reelected, which the weird thing was, you know, Virginia is a blue state, but they have a Republican governor. And so, you know, interestingly enough, Virginia might still be one of those states that probably does the same as North Carolina. Right. Um, But it's very sad. It's very sad. Um, I remember hearing Jamel Hill talk about getting an abortion, um, and her reasons behind it. And, um, today is a very sad day in America. Really the day that it was struck down was a very sad day in America. So, um, on that note, let's move on. Um, you know, cause fuckery, it keeps going, it keeps going, it keeps going. So Brittany Griner. Please guilty to drug charge in Russia. 
damn. I mean, they already got, they been had our ass. And and now they just like, fuck it. We just going to make your life even more miserable. I'm like, well, damn. I mean, what? <laughs> Russia, leave the woman alone. Leave the woman alone. Let her go. What she do to you? What she do to you? She got hookah? Pat me the hookah? Y'all mad because she got pat me the hookah? Shit. Phoenix Mercury star Brittany Griner pled guilty to a drug charge Thursday in Russia in a Russian court. A decision informed by discussion with her legal defense team in Russia. Griner's team said in a statement, I'd like to plead guilty, Your Honor, but there was no intent. I didn't want to break the law, Griner said in court. I'd like to give my testimony later. I need time to prepare. In a statement, Griner's team, legal team stated that considering the nature of her case, the insignificant amount of the substance and BG's personality, Brittany Griner's personality, and history of positive contributions to global and Russian sports, the defense hopes that the plea will be considered by the court as a mitigating factor and there will be no, sur- no severe sentence. I mean, she's looking at like 10 years. Right now, what's funny is like her, um, Brittany Griner's wife, Sherelle Griner, actually is a lawyer. Um, <laughs> she graduated from Central, so she's legal, legally, y'all. Like, I, I'm just, I don't know, I don't know, man. What the fuck? Like, the fuck? This shit is crazy. This shit is crazy. Brittany Griner is six foot nine, by the way, y'all. She tall as fuck. But anyway, um, six foot nine, nigga, nigga, I, nigga, that's a tall nigga. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when you that damn tall and you in Russia, you you stick you stick out, unfortunately. So they gonna single your ass out regardless. Fuck it, let's just let's go to break, cause. Niggas and bullshit and bullshit and niggas. Britney Griner. Free Britney Griner. Y'all be like free thugger and y'all be like, you know, free pushing P. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm like free Britney. Because Britney ain't do nothing wrong. She just had her sheesh. Her sheesh, old nigga. What, 10 years for that? Set up. We'll be right back. Poof, niggas. God speed for women's rights. They judge you, they judge Christ. God speed for women's rights. They judge you, they judge Christ. God speed for women's rights. They judge you, they judge Christ. God speed for women's rights. They judge you, they judge Christ. God speed for women's rights. They judge you, they judge Christ. God speed for women's rights. They judge. Cats on their petty shit, watch how much let it get. They're trying to go places, chasing. 
in the races. Bought nothing, getting low wages. Drink Hennessy with no chases. Left hook is like Joe Frazier's. I'm the bodacious. Body parts, make a like Swasser. Nigga smoking Gosh, a Vega trying to get the larger paper. If you block the cash, I'm locking ass. I'ma put it in your chest like a Stockton pass. Only got the earned figures like we please, but I don't mind the burn niggas like CDs. Now, exhibit the styles I kick with it. <laughs> Pardon me, but I'm fucking sick with it. We back, nigga, Ronies. Anyway, so um, we gotta talk about we gotta talk about this R. Kelly shit, man. R. Kelly sentenced to thirty years in prison. <laughs> I did a small like skit, like of a like bonus episode. It was like two minutes, <laughs> and I was just talking mad shit about R. Kelly and. and and I even had like a snippet from the boondocks. You can go back and listen to that shit. Because I still think it holds up today. It works. But I'm going to just toss this shit over to NPR. Because y'all niggas don't deserve. Okay, fuck it. Here we go. Support for NPR comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. A private corporation funded by the American people. And viewers like you. Right, R. So- Kelly was once a beloved R&B star. Today in a federal courtroom in Brooklyn, New York, he was sentenced to 30 years in prison. Yeah! He was convicted last September of the sexual exploitation of a child, racketeering, bribery, and sex trafficking. NPR culture correspondent Anastasia Siolkas was at the courthouse today for that hearing. And just a quick note look, to our listeners, we will be talking about sexual abuse. Hi, Anastasia. Hi, Juana. Good to be with you. All right, if you could, first of all, remind us about the case against R. Kelly. Sure. Federal prosecutors proved that Kelly had been head of a criminal enterprise whose purpose was to lure girls, boys, and women to him for his sexual gratification. And there were five victims in the conviction, including the deceased R&B star Aaliyah, whom Kelly married with false documents when she was just 15 years old. And it's worth... I'm sorry. This shit just sounds so disgusting. My, my stomach is starting to turn again. Fuck R. Kelly. And it's worth remembering, there were accusations and rumors swirling around R. Kelly for nearly three decades leading up to today. He's already 55 years old, so if he serves his full sentence, he'll be in his 80s by the time he's released. As I understand it, some of those victims were in court today to give impact statements. That's right, Juana. These were very powerful statements. Some of the women were angry. Many were overcome with tears. Several spoke about suffering decades-long depression, anxiety, PTSD, and suicidal thoughts. And one woman named Stephanie said in addressing Kelly, no price was too high for someone else to pay for your happiness. And we should note, many of these accusations, most of them, came from black women and girls or were made on their behalf. And for years, those women were frequently ridiculed, dismissed, or silenced. Yep. What about the judge? I heard she made remarks today. What did she say? She was very clear. She said, quote, this case is not about sex. It's about violence, cruelty, and control. The defense had said he had endured a very difficult childhood, including being the victim of sexual abuse himself at the hands of his sister and the landlord. She acknowledged that, but she also said, quote, you are a person who had great advantages, worldwide fame and celebrity, untold money. This was obviously not the outcome that Kelly and his team were hoping for. What was their reaction to this verdict? Jennifer Bondine is Kelly's current lead lawyer. He hired her after his conviction last September. And she's a defense attorney best known for getting Bill Cosby's sexual assault conviction overturned last summer. And here's what she had to say this afternoon. 
Well, I mean, obviously he's devastated. 30 years in prison is like a life sentence for him. But at the same time, we knew the government was asking for 25 years. We, we were prepared for what the judge might impose. And we are now prepared to fight uh, this appeal. For us, it's just the beginning of the fight, frankly. And what about the victims? What did they have to say after Kelly was sentenced? Let's hear what one of his accusers, Javante Cunningham, had to say outside the courthouse after the sentencing. There wasn't a day in my life up until this moment that I actually believed that the judicial system would come through for black and brown girls. 30 years did he do this and 30 years is what he got. So aside from the appeal from Kelly's team, uh, what, what comes next? Well, this is not the end of the saga, Juana. In August, Kelly is expected to face another federal trial in Chicago, this one on charges of child pornography and obstruction of justice. That trial is related to the charges he faced in Chicago in the early 2000s. He was acquitted, by the way, in 2008 of those charges. He also has a pending criminal case in Minnesota Shit. where he's been charged with engaging in prostitution with a minor. And you know he may wind up taking, after all this, may wind up taking a plea deal on all those charges given the length of the New York sentence. That's NPR culture correspondent Anastasia Siolkas. Thank you so much. What the fuck? All right, so um, he was like, damn, you just going to let this shit run? Yes. Kells, you gone, bro. <laughs> You're gone. Hey, hey, bro. Um, You're a predator. You're a monster. You're a sick, sadistic motherfucker who finally is getting their just desserts. The funny thing is, this is only the beginning. He has two more cases. He has one in Chicago, one in Minnesota. Bruh. On top of that, today I found out that Derek Chauvin's getting like an extra like 20 years. Shit's amazing. I love it. Uh, it's like justice is finally doing some things. Like, I don't know, getting rid of dirty motherfuckers. You know, the weird thing about, like, when someone dies or if someone is part of, you know. And, and, and in this particular case, Warren Kelly, there's not really deaths involved. It's just severe and, and, and insurmountable, almost un incomprehensible abuse and 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 he's done it so much and so many times it seems as if it was like water for this man it was like breathing for this nigga it's like he was like oh yeah i'm gonna abuse you too bitch and and it's like he used his celebrity for bad for awful things People would be ridiculed, you know, accusers would be ridiculed, and 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 they wouldn't believe him. They'd be like, oh, he ain't do that shit. Hell, you even go back to the to the Chappelle show. The Chappelle show basically the joke from the Chappelle show. This was the court episode, right? They had Robert Blake, they had R. Kelly, they had Mike Jackson. It was all during that time, right? The defense that Dave Chappelle had in that bit was that R. Kelly didn't do that shit. Because he's like, oh, piss could be digital. And I'm like, now this shit ain't funny no more. 
that motherfucker was a predator. And not to just women. Even men. Yeah, that's right. He's even assaulted, sexually assaulted a man. And um, it was a power thing for him, you know. And he mainly chose women who were younger because if they said anything, no one would believe them because people don't be believing black women like that, which is the worst thing in the world. But it's so true. It's like this is my favorite mantra to say, listen to black women. Listen to black women because you are going to find the root of everything in this life. If you just listen to black women, they have gone through the most shit. They have dealt with the most bullshit. Maybe maybe trans women, but trans women, too. But black women that with the most bullshit. It's just like, nigga, I'm good riddance. Niggas no longer here. No, hey, now Bill Cosby, I don't know how he just out his out of he just out of the fucking like jail. It's like this nigga put they put fucking Vaseline on this nigga. He just slid out the damn bars. But R. Kelly, be ready to fix his be fixing the shade, Mister. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah, you done, nigga. That next, next, next article, <laughs> cause that nigga gone, bro. Um, Devonte Graham, and y'all like who this nigga? Devonte Graham charged with a DWI in Raleigh, courtesy of CBS Seventeen. You know, local shit. Um, NBA player Devonte Graham charged with DWI in Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Um. So, Raleigh native and NBA player Devontae Graham was arrested and charged with impaired driving early Thursday in Raleigh arrest record show. Graham, who played at Broughton High School, was arrested by a, a trooper with Highway Patrol at Capitol Boulevard and Peace Street. You know, like William Peace. Around 3 a.m. record show. Wake County arrest records show Graham, 27, listed his employer as the New Orleans Pelicans. Associated Press reports that a police report in indicated Graham was pulled over for driving 63 and a 40. Ain't too bad. I thought he was going to go like, you know, I thought he was going to be going 150 and like a, a, a 70, you know, but Okay. During the course of the traffic stop, Graham displayed signs of impairment and was taken into custody and transported to the Wake County Detention Center. He submitted to a breathalyzer test for alcohol, and the result indicated a .11, which is like well over, <laughs> well over the legal limit. Um, Just to put into perspective, a .08 is... The legal limit. Point eleven is 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 point three over point oh eight. <laughs> just 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 let you know about the math. Court documents or point oh three. I'm sorry, point oh three over point oh eight. <laughs> Court documents show Graham posted a three thousand dollar unsecured bond and is scheduled to appear in court on July twenty second. 
Graham played four years at Kansas before being drafted in the second round to the NBA draft by the Atlanta Hawks. He was then traded to the Charlotte Hornets before being sent to the New Orleans Pelicans in 2021. So this nigga ain't really. <laughs> I ain't gonna say it. I ain't gonna say it. I was like, so this nigga ain't really that. No, I'm not gonna say it. It's been three, four years. It's all good, nigga. Three years, three teams. We know what kind of nigga you are. Anyway, so <laughs> next article. So let's talk about some happy shit, cause niggas have been. <laughs> you be getting sad. You be like, this shit is just detrimental to my damn soul. Good God, I mean, ooh, it's like. I want to create, I want to create a, a, <laughs> a subscription service that empowers everyone. And I'm going to call it Platinum Pussy Plus. No. <laughs> ah, because abortion is being criminalized. And I, don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I, women is having a tough time. Okay, they be having a tough time already. But... You know, old white men, they be like, ah, you can deal with more. And and I be just like, man, I want I want I want liberation for for, for women because goodness gracious, this shit right here. Man, you get a platinum pussy plus subscription membership for the long haul. You 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 are happy. I don't know what it will entail, but I just love the name Platinum Pussy Plus. <laughs> Oh, I hate myself. All right, so <laughs> I hate myself, man. Oh, if this Krispy Kreme tastes like Platinum Pussy Plus, because <laughs> I'm geared, I'm geared to do the article. Krispy Kreme geared had ice cream. All right, Krispy Kreme is rolling out original glazed ice cream this summer. The donut brand's first attempt at soft serve will be available in ten cities, with more are already on the way. So, Krispy Kreme excels at getting people excited about limited time offerings. From collaborations with other brands like Twix and Oreo to seasonal products tied to things like Halloween to something as simple as a new lemon glaze. But constantly churning out new variations on the same theme isn't easy. At some point, it helps to have an exciting new product altogether. And on the first day of summer, Krispy Kreme is launching what may be their next big thing. Ice cream. Yep, that, that's what the Platinum Pussy Plus membership will be. It will be Krispy Kreme ice cream. All oh, original glaze tastes. Ooh. Mm, yep, tastes like pussy. So I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> why i call crispy cream so, i'm sorry it's terrible so <laughs> but um starting today in 10 markets crispy cream is launching original glazed soft serve ice cream which is true to its name is made with ingredients from crispy cream's proprietary and secret original glazed donut recipe including this iconic glazed flavor as well as real whole milk according to the company if this shit don't mean nothing to y'all i'm you get the fuck out of my face. Okay, get the fuck up out of my face. Because this shit is 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 like groundbreaking. <laughs> Y'all niggas is like this nigga just talk about Krispy Kreme ice cream. Nigga, this shit is amazing. <laughs> the fat in me <laughs> said, Hey, you awakened. 
I'm making this part of that Platinum Pussy Plus. Y'all, y'all keep playing with me. Platinum Pussy Plus will have that in the subscription. Because <laughs> this shit sounds so damn good. Oh, I, and I'm from North Carolina, too. I was born. Okay, I was born on my birth certificate, say Forsyth County. I was born in Winston-Salem. Okay, so technically I was born in the home of Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme's headquarters is in Winston-Salem. There's way more locations in Greensboro and Winston-Salem. Where I live right now in the 919, this shit is more sparse. And I'm like, yeah, we got Krispy Kreme, but we got to drive like 15, 20 minutes to get to that motherfucker. Hell, about 30 damn minutes if you really, really want to date, like deduce it. This shit makes me... Ha- I got to go back home. <laughs> I thought about home. And home said... Nigga, you need some Krispy Kreme <laughs> original glaze ice cream. Man, this is sex. The introduction of original glaze soft serve ice cream is a big day for Krispy Kreme and our fans. This shit, man, it is. Y'all be like, nigga, this nigga is doing too much. The dramatic, the dramatics, the semantic. Nigga, nigga fuck you. <laughs> shit is amazing. The brand's chief marketing officer stated that this is a big day for Krispy Kreme and our fans. We're confident their love of ice cream and for Krispy Kreme is going to an entirely new level after they experience these delicious, unique shakes, combs, and cups. What type? Oh my God. We're thrilled to begin our rollout on the first day of summer. Every Krispy Kreme is going to have the longest fucking line in the world. Nigga, I'm going to Greensboro right now. <laughs> I'm going to Winston-Salem right now, nigga. What the fuck? Oh, my gosh. Do they have flavors other than that? So they said, um, ooh, 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 ooh. So, yes, customers can grab soft-serve ice cream straight up, but Krispy Kreme is also serving it with toppings and mixing it into a lineup of shakes, waffle cones, which are also made with Krispy Kreme's donut mix and glazed flavor. Nigga. And cups can be purchased as either plain, original glazed, which still comes topped with crispy, original glazed donut crumbles, strawberry iced, sprinkled, or chocolate iced. Nigga, this podcast is over. I gotta, I gotta go to Krispy Kreme, go hop in the drive-thru, and listen to another podcast. Because I'm going to be in that motherfucker for a long time. How the hell? How the hell? What the fuck, nigga? Man, let's just, let's let's end this show. Um, (laughs) I have one more, uh, I mean, article. Look look at me. I'm all in conniption. So, (laughs) let's talk about the story of Coco Drip. Which is a black-owned business, of course. Because every episode of the Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired ends with a black-owned business. So what is the Cocoa Drip? The Cocoa Drip is the brainchild of entrepreneur Uyi Idahor and Brianna Kennedy. The vision for the event began in January 2020. With the goal to bring our hometown an intimate shopping experience for black women in the area to attend, something we both realized was missing. The original event planned for Women's History Month of 2020 was postponed because of the COVID-19 pandemic. In October 2020, we revised our original plans to respond to the safety needs of our community. 
while also holding our head high, our heads high, or holding high our intended purpose to bring black women together and celebrate and support black women-owned businesses. Now, one year later, we've traveled to seven different cities and showcased over a hundred black women owners and their businesses. Um, <clears throat> the participating black women-owned businesses will receive promotion through multiple media pro platforms, an opportunity to collaborate with other black women-owned businesses, and a platform to sell their goods and services to an audience, a new audience. If, um, But these black women range in their gifts from their personalized crafts and delicious food to those who own their own hair care and makeup lines. We're so proud of what this experience has brought us and so proud of the black women who make the cocoa drip what it is. So basically, this is a black owned business that showcases other black owned businesses. It's meta as fuck and I love it. Shout out to black women because they make some amazing ass fucking shit, bro. Like all of the shit that they be making. Every business, it doesn't matter what it is, everything's amazing. Like, I support black businesses, and you should too. And on that note, that's been the episode. Support black businesses, like I said before. And as always, thank you. Let that nigga know! And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.